I got back all my knowledge from the physical education in house for physiotherapy because I did a master degree in physiotherapy. So I got all my knowledge and I said, if I start to prepare the, the body first, it would maybe help to improve the technique faster in belly dance. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Belly Dance Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about belly dance art form. Plus, I really like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Join one of the BDE experience intensives and get the training and experience of performing in lead and ensemble roles open for Aksharki and Fusion styles. Details and training materials for the casting are available at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. After taking a little break, I am so glad that we are finishing this year with a couple new fresh episodes of the Paladins Live podcast. And I can't be more excited that I am right now to introduce our today's guest. Originally from Brazil, Hayal is a professional dancer who has been passionate about oriental dance since she was 17. She taught and danced all over the world as a soloist and in collaboration with other dancers and I'm talking not only about teaching or taking or teaching workshops or performing at festivals, I'm talking about working uh, and uh, getting into the balladins fields of different countries. She worked as a dancer and choreographer with the Portuguese company Mahta Up and participated in several shows of the American True Balladins Evolution with Jelena. She has already worked in Brazil, Portugal, New Zealand, Egypt, Italy, Germany, Spain, and of course in France, where she currently lives and teaches in Lyon. In our this conversation, we talked about her fascinating stories, so unusual and so warm and so filled with so many cute stories. We also talked about comparing her experience in Brazilian dances that she practiced and learned before getting into belly dance and what were differences and possible similarities between two art forms. And we talked about her passion of functional training for belly dancers because Hayal actually has a degree in the field of physical education and how she took her knowledge and transferred into the field of uh, belly dancing and what is this functional training, what is her program is about, why she started doing it, how it exactly works, how it helps to improve balance, arms, mobility, uh, knee hip connection for dancers, how different it is just from going to gym and doing, I don't know, heavy liftings or anything like that. So we talked about all this, uh, what it is, how it works, how often dancers need to practice it to actually see results, what are Hayal's car 
current uh, goals and focuses in her own functional training for her own progress. And of course, we talked about other things such as um, Hayal's uh, choreographing activities. Uh, for instance, how she managed to teach uh, several group choreographies for her upcoming shows during pandemic times, during times that we could only use online classes. And I'm not talking about just teaching the skeleton of movements and then trying to arrange it into a group formations afterwards, but actually do group choreographies while using only online tools and teaching via computer screen so all this and more is on our today's episode i hope you will like it i think it's absolutely great that we are listening to it right now at the end of 2023 because many of us are rethinking and analyzing what kind of strategies we need to implement to make sure that our dance level grows even further in 2024 and i think this episode will give you a lot of ideas where else to look uh, along with a traditional go to the classes take workshops and drill technique but what else which other tools you can use in order to increase and push your dance level to the next degree as always i ask you to share this episode with your friends screenshot share on social media tag me tag our guest we always love seeing you and hearing feedback from you is always very rewarding and very motivating so i hope you will be awesome and keep doing it in 2024 just as much as you did in 2023 and maybe even a little bit more so on this note enjoy the episode and let us know afterwards what useful tips you picked up for yourself hello dear Hayal it's so nice to connect with you and uh, to host you today on the Dance Life podcast I know about your work and your activity uh, for a long time and we met a couple times on different kind of events but now it's so much my pleasure to host you as a guest and uh, looking forward to uh, chat with you today <laughs> hello Yana thanks for inviting me for the this podcast I've listened to it uh, already many times and uh, it's a really interesting project. It's an honor for me to to participate this time. I never imagined I, I uh, would be in the in the place in this place uh, before because I was just uh, listening uh, great artists and so for me it's really an honor to participate. Hmm. I'm glad to hear that you enjoy the podcast as a listener and uh... Mm, you probably know that most often I typically start the conversation with the very beginning of the story. So I would love to know, how did you get in contact with belly dance? Do you remember the first time you saw it? Or maybe you remember your first belly dance class? Like where was that very, very beginning of your relationships with this uh, dance form? Uh, yes, it was a long time ago, around uh, 26 years ago. Uh, but I, I, I still remember because uh, it was uh, one friend of mine, she was doing belly dance. And I used to do, uh, myself, I used to do other dances, Brazilian dance, hip hop, fitness. And my friend started uh, these belly dance classes. And she started to show me some movements when we, we were at home. And I said, wow, this is really complicated, <laughs> really hard, this movement. And I got interested in, in it because it was a, cha- a 
challenge. It was a, a difficult to do the movement. So I I searched for a, a place to do the class. So I started in a fitness place, you know, uh, not a, a dance school, a fitness place. Then there was a girl, she was teaching belly dance and I started in, in, in this place because I, I found it really challenging. And I said, I want to learn this dance. And this was back in Brazil or you already were in France by that time? No, it's in Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's in Brazil. So I started in this fitness center and I stayed a little bit. And after my friend, she was in an Arabic dance school uh, in my city. So I uh, specialized place for uh, belly dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I moved after a few months. I moved to this school because I understood that uh, I was already a little bit in love. So I I moved to this place to really learn with a with a very good teacher. It was the one of the best teachers in my city. So I moved to this place to study with her. Mm. You mentioned that back then you were also doing some Brazilian dances. And from what I know about Brazilian dances, there a lot of them are very physically challenging too. They look simple, but once you try, they're actually tricky. And then here you mentioned that you found belly dance movements uh, challenging and tricky and and physically demanding. Um, did you feel it was more difficult or easier for you compared to your study in uh, Brazilian dances? <laughs> Because there is also a lot of not only footwork in Brazilian dances, but a lot of hips too involved. Yes, but it it was difficult. I think it was difficult. I found it difficult because it was, it was different. Because Brazilian dances, hip hop, samba, I I did it since I was small, really young. So I. We dance, you know, in Brazil, like in Egypt, we dance all the time. My my mom, uh, she 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 told me uh, that when I was two years old, two years old, I stopped in front of the the stores in the street to dance because in the in Brazil many stores they have music, uh, and I stopped in each place to dance. So I started really young dancing. So for me, samba, Brazilian dances, uh, they were not difficult because I I danced it since I was young. And when I saw the belly dance movements, it was different. Even if there is shaking the hips and Uh footwork, it, it was hard. It was hard, especially the waves, uh, camels, uh, and the arms and put all together, it was really difficult. I want to dig a little bit deeper on that because I think it's a very interesting analogy. Um, I met a lot of people during my belly dance years from general audience who were thinking like, oh, Bollywood, belly dance, Latin dance, it's all the same. Why can't you, like, it was one of the pain points, like, oh, you're doing belly dance, why can't you do Bollywood? It's It's kind of the same. And I think there's a lot of stereotypes maybe about that, about Brazilian dance and belly dance. Oh, it's, it's also movements of hips. Oh, they're similar. So maybe it's less popular, you know, to be requested as a belly dancer to also do Brazilian dance. But 
I'm not really sure. I think uh, uh, probably especially when people hear oh, you're from Brazil, like one of the requests is of Samba maybe, if you ever dealt with general audience, like, you know, for that. But even for people who are into ballet dance, they often don't really know much about other dance styles. And visually it can be like, oh, but it is similar. It's a lot of movements visually may seem the same. But what do you find for you personally? What was the main difference in the nature of dance? If you compare Brazilian dance, whatever dances you were doing, because there are many different Brazilian dances too, just like we say, many Egyptian dances or anything like that. But for you in your experience, what would you find the for you personally was the biggest difference between Brazilian dance and ballet dance? And what exactly kind of captured and caught you caught your interest to pursue more into ballet dance field um i think the the, the brazilian dances are more um is less controlled because we shake the hips in samba especially we we have a footwork and we shake the hips but we are not really we don't care a lot of about arms uh, and the other dances is the movements were less um, complicated, less controlled. You know, in Brazil, when you dance, it's kind of more free. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't have precise movements. And what I found that in belly dance, uh, the movements to to be uh, well uh, when we see them, uh, they need to be really controlled and control like the isolation you know in some brazilian dances we we can just shake everything you know and in belly dance there was this control of doing the footwork doing the hips doing the arms all together and in the music that was one music that i was not used to also mm. you know put it in the music was was also complicated because uh, in Brazil, the rhythm is, is kind of similar. There are not many changes, especially in samba, is is almost all, all the time the same. And in belly dance, there were so many changes in the melody and the voices. Uh, and you need to put all the movements uh, with control, arms, foot, it was a lot of information. It, I think it was is more precise, is more precise than Brazilian dance. Because attention, I talk, I am talking about Brazilian dances, dances thirty years ago, not now. Now what we see is all dances. They are controlled. They are all everything is uh, well done and more refined, if I can say, you know, Bef 30 years uh, before, it was not really like this, you know, it was, it was more like, uh, shake it, you know. Yeah, each dance style and each dance form keeps evolving, especially uh, in the context where dance is uh, still part of the day-to-day uh, -day life uh, culture. And uh, people sort of absorb and and change and evolve like by trends, by new favorite things, uh, what's going on. And I know 
it's a different subject, maybe not about violence, but I know recent years brought a lot of changes in Brazilian, both music and dance. <laughs> There is a lot yeah. of shifts, shifts and a lot of different new trends. So uh, it's important sometimes to clarify what exactly we're comparing, which time frames. So you start ballet dance just as a hobby because it kind of captured you and you found it's challenging uh, and you wanted to continue When was the time when you start transitioning to ballet dance as a profession? Was it right away? Like you fall in love and it's like, oh, I want to do, that's all I want to do. Or was it like a slow sort of uh, radiation into the, into the topic? <laughs> uh, it was, it was really a transition because uh, all happens, I think about uh, the transition to professional It all happens because of my friend, I think, because uh, I started in the beginners in this fitness center. And when I passed to the Arabic school, I passed the already to advanced level. Why? Because my friends, they were in the advanced level. So I was the worst, <laughs> the worst student in the class. I was always running, you know, to try to catch things It was super hard. And with my friends, we start like dancing together. And I always said, I don't want to buy costumes. I just want to do it as a, a it as, as a hobby. So let's do, let's dance. We meet, we dance together and, uh, and let's keep like this. And we started dancing together. And one time my friend, she said, let's create a choreography because there is a competition. <laughs> And we participate and I said, huh, what? Participate in a competition. Okay. Uh, so my friend, she went to Sao Paulo, to Canel Calil, you know, the famous place. And she bought a costume for me. And now it was, uh, uh, this time it wasn't the, my first costume. And we danced together. We create a choreography and we danced together in this competition. And I think it was in Brazil, in, in my city, there is this competition, not only belly dance, you know, it's all kinds of dance, mix it. So of course, belly dance, you not win. <laughs> you never win because there are classic, jazz, all these things. And we got the third place. <laughs> so it was unbelievable. We got the third place. Okay. So this time we start dancing together. So we we formed the group and we start dancing together and people start asking us to dance in parties, you know, to perform. So it was a transition, was not really planned. It happens, it happens like this with my friends. All it was all about my friends. I was just the one was that was following. <laughs> They were doing everything, and I was following. So I started to 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 dance in in, in some uh, parties, and um, I decided after this, I decided that uh, I really like it. And I said, okay, I, I really like it. I didn't decide to be professional. I said just to myself, I like it. So I, I'm going to invest some money to continue doing classes, to buy costumes. 
at this at this time there was not a lot of workshops in all festivals and these things so the investment and in, uh, investing uh, money in this time was to buy dvds so we started to buy dvds buying cds and watch dvds and instead uh, buy dvds and having costumes to perform so this is when i decided i decided just to invest uh, more money to to become a, a better dancer because I had uh, thank you to my friends my friends that even if I was already dancing with them they always they were were always telling me this is not good this is not good you need to change this this uh, they were always correcting me uh, and that allows me to understand that I needed to study. So uh, in this in this time, I started to study more and to practice more, but not with an intention to become a, a, a professional. It was just to 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 be at the same level of my friends to dance with them. This 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 was the point. And after just just uh, a few years later, I I was I, I'm I'm physical education teacher. And I always worked in a fitness center. So I started working in a fitness center when I was 17. When I started the university, I started working. And one place when I worked after late in 2001, they proposed to me to give a class, uh, a belly dance class in, the, in, the, in this fitness uh, place. And uh, I asked my friends, they said, okay, we will help you. Now you, you have a good level. So you can start it to be just a, a, not a, a lot of people, like seven, eight people. So you can start, we will help you. So they helped me and I started doing classes. And I think this moment was really the beginning uh, of my professional career. Career. Wow, what a fascinating story. I actually have so many questions about that. So your <laughs> entire adventure of starting a group and start performing, it was entirely initiative of your friends. It was not like led by your teacher who put together a group and, you know, sent students or perform here or there. Well, like, did you teach her back then? Did she or he know about this initiative and what was the reaction like support or maybe didn't care or what was going on there because it sounded like it wasn't entirely just your friends and as a student yes, you decided yes. to put together and then suddenly you're already performing at different events <laughs> yes it was all about my 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 friends they they so i have a, a, a different all my my career all my career uh, it was really different of normal normal most of the people they have teacher they followed things for me was completely different <laughs> uh was not uh, in this way so my teacher i think my teacher at the you you asked it about the teacher yeah mm -hmm. yeah so uh our teacher at the time she was not really aware that uh, the things we were doing because we were doing it apart and but i remember that after there was a problem with my friends and teacher and we stopped we stopped uh, they stopped dancing together and, and we stopped uh, going to the school uh 
Uh, I don't remember really. I don't remember what happens, uh, but I think she was not really happy. <laughs> what uh, uh, about what we we were doing? Because we were uh, like creating something apart uh, to like getting you know wings mm-hmm. and doing the things together. So I think. They had the problem with my friends, and I know that we we in a moment when we started dance, we stopped it. We stopped going to the school, and uh, I started dancing with my friends. And my friends, they were teaching me and correcting me, and we were we passed hours watching DVDs uh, like Najwa Najwa Fouad, Suharzaki. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Well, that's just interesting because it caught my attention that it was unusual. It's like the students, uh, like initiative all together, and you were like, like uh, going along, like together with your friends. And obviously, like if you don't remember it, like, it doesn't even matter, like what happened. It could have been anything uh, possible, but it just was unusual because usually it's a teacher who kind of uh leads uh, and support and and gives like gigs and here was very interesting to hear like you just or your friends in the, that case just took initiative in their hands by the way uh those uh, your uh first dance friends i mean they were friends before dancing but also your dance friends um do they still do ballet dance till this time no <laughs> no 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 one of them so their role was to introduce you to ballet dance, I guess. No, they, 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 the, my best friend, she was the the one that showed me the movements in the beginning. Uh, she she danced already really good, and she she kept dancing for many years. Now she just, she, I think she stopped it uh, six or uh, six years ago. But she she danced. She she became a professional a professional dance. She danced in in uh, Australia. Uh, she lived there for many years. She was a professional dancer. And um, yeah, it was it was different. But I think it's it was also because I was a red in the dance thing. You know, I was not. Uh, just a student that started a new dance and everything is new. I was already dancing. I, I was already performing, uh, but other dances. I the first time I think the first first time I danced in public, I was uh, seven or eight years old. I danced in the samba, you know, the carnival, mm-hmm. the gathering. Uh, I danced when I was seven, eight years old. After I did the jazz, we did. I was used to to dance in public, you know. So this was not really difficult after to start because we started dancing in in friends parties, uh, and 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 after to to other people. So mm-hmm. this is why we we took this uh, initiative and. Uh, and we could uh, continue dancing because we had already some experience. It was not really new. I you mentioned also that you have a degree in physical education, physiotherapy, and Pilates. And if I understood correctly, that decision to take this specific degree it came uh, way before 
your decision to be a professional ballet dancer because you know like we have many stories that people decide to be professional in dance and ballet dance specifically and then they think or oh, they need some kind of uh, university education and they go either in dance degree or physiotherapy degree or something like that for you your degree like you mentioned it you started it before decision to be professional in ballet dance and you start working in in, in fitness and then you start adding ballet dance classes but your interest in uh, physical education it came uh, from early ages like so that you you mentioned that you started doing uh dance since two years old basically <laughs> in front of shops and then you continued and uh was it sort of a kind of a no-brainer decision for you to go in a physical education like degree or did you consider other options of other profession that may be not connected with physical activities at all? Um, so, yeah, my, my university, I did my university uh, before, uh, before when I decided to do physical education, I, I was not dancing yet, belly dance. Mm -hmm. I was doing other dances. But uh, it was a, a decision, uh, it was an early decision uh, to do this uh, university because I always wanted to work with dance or fitness. Uh, because I danced, as I told you, when I was little, I, I danced samba. And after, when I was 14 years old, I started going to the gym. And I used to do step, you know, you call step the 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 class with a, a, a platform and sort of aerobic workout, yeah. uh -huh. and aerobics. And I was doing this. I started when I was fourteen, and I became crazy about this these two things, and also kind of hip hop, Brazilian hip hop. So I passed all my days in the in the all the afternoons in the gym. And in this time, I really uh, became in love with uh, uh, this uh, aerobics, dance, fitness. And I thought to myself, I want to do this. So in the first place, I wanted to be teacher of this. And I was for many years. Uh, I wanted to be a uh, dance teacher, aerobics, work with uh, fitness uh, work with fitness. So this was the time when I was 15, when I decided that I, I, I do the physical education to, to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting background and like sort of interesting combination of passions, because I want to jump forward a little bit to today's days and today's project that you do, because I know you're doing one program, which is functional training for belly dancers and this is basically a literally direct combination of fitness but it's for belly dancers can you tell a little bit more why did you decide to create uh, and run this kind of program uh, specifically for belly dancers what's the need okay so um i i started this program because uh since 10 years so the the physical education thing was uh i i i leave it a little bit for a moment and i was just belly dancing belly dancing belly dancing 
And I started to feel that uh, the technique was not improving as fast as it could be for me, for my students, and for many people that I work with. So I started really, uh, I, I got back all my knowledge from the physical mm-hmm. education and also for physiotherapy because I did a master's degree in physiotherapy. So I got all my knowledge and I said, if I start to prepare the, the body first, if I work more in strength, in coordination, in stretching, it would put maybe uh, help to improve the technique faster in belly dance. And I started to test it in myself and in my students. So I tested for a few years and I noticed that we were all getting better faster. So I started, uh, I have a, a, a large work now about this subject. And I started to, to thinking about uh, how I could improve the learning of belly dance, working in the body first. Because I also noticed that uh, there was uh, not a lot of awareness about the body. So people, they start dance, they don't know where the right and left, uh, what is uh, lift arm, uh, or they don't know their body in this in the, in the space, you know, and they start dancing. So it's really hard because they don't have the basic knowledge to do uh, any dance because any dance needs uh, some capacities. Like you need to understand your position uh, on the space. You need to have some coordination, some uh, strength for... Uh, stretch not stretching uh, flexibility strength you you need many capacities that are not technical uh, movements of belly dance to receive this technique and and this was uh, what i started to to work and i decided to create an, after my my tests you know i, I said i do a lot of tests uh, with me in myself and with my students. So I started to think what I could do, which exercise could help people to to improve their technique faster. Because when you teach, I started teaching in 2001. So in, uh, in 2015, I had already almost 15 years of uh, teaching belly dance. And when you analyze your students, you see that uh, most of them have the same problems. Mm. The problems, they they came uh, frequently, the same problems. So I started to create some exercise, not creating, just getting exercise that exists already that can improve the, the, the movement in belly dance. So this is why I create the this program, the exercise for belly dance. So I analyze to be more clear, maybe. I analyze uh, arms movements and I see that the arms are not fluid or they are not really clean because <clears throat> uh, the girl, uh, the, she, she has not a lot of uh, mobility in the shoulder 
so I can just propose a movement, a move, an exercise that you improve her mobility in the shoulder. And improving the mobility, she uh, develop better her technique. You know, because if she has better mobility, it will be easier to execute one technique. And for all, uh, for I did it for the full body. I mm-hmm. analyzed the things that can prevent you to do the belly dance technique. And I I choose exercise that can solve this problem. Ah, so this is not only about uh, strengthening the muscle. It's, it's bigger because many uh, dancers, uh, I know they have concerns that, oh, if I start, I don't know, going to gym or do fitness workout, uh, okay, my muscles will go stronger, but they will also be tighter. And for belly dance, we need to relax. So it's they feel like it's um, counterpointing, like, why would I go to gym and make my muscles more tight? Then I already struggle with relaxing them in many belly dance movements. <laughs> of course, of course, yes, I understand. This is why... My my programs, they are not, uh, I know that people say you need to strength and go to the gym. My programs, they are not based in strength. My programs, programs are based in solve the problems of the body. It can be um, that there was, uh, there is no uh, enough strength to do a movement it can be there is no flexibility it can be there is no coordination it can be there is no mobility so i you i i i watch uh i analyze all the the movements when i have a, a student i analyze all the movements and i see what is the problem mm-hmm. and i work in the problem uh, for balance as well, uh, I will analyze what is the problem. Is uh, what is preventing her of doing this movement? Is because there is no mobility, no no flexibility, no coordination, and I work uh, on this. I will propose uh, exercise to improve this. Of course, just doing strength or going to the gym is not is not enough because some people they don't need this is what i i tell to my students some people they don't need strength some people they need flexibility some mm-hmm. people they need coordination some people they need mobility so just doing exercise without uh, a problem to solve for me is not is not uh, is not really not really efficient so this is why I propose this functional training, because it's, it's, it's more than going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that you start analyzing uh, or just noticing uh, that people have uh, the same problems from one person to another, like the, there were recurring problems. What are the three most, let's say three most common problems that dancers experience and that they can solve with the help of functional training you gave some examples but i don't know if those examples were common problems or just as an example but if now we just say whatever comes to your mind what do you think are three most common issues that dancers experience and just because they don't do any kind of functional training for that 
common problems. One problem that I see a lot is balance. So balance uh, is necessary uh, for many movements in belly dance. Everything you want to do, all the moves in belly dance that you want to do in relevé, walk, uh, arabesques, turns, just uh, walking with shimmy, walking with camel, all this you need balance mm -hmm. to do it well because the, the movement is already difficult, uh, bare feet. And when you to go to, to relevé, it's even more difficult. And you need to work in balance. This is, uh, I see a lot. So the girls, they want to do the movements in relevé, and they are not able to do it because they don't have balance. Is is you just need to work in your balance in the ankles sometimes, just uh, strength the ankles, uh, work the the toes, so they can keep uh, really touching the ground and have some support. So I work on on this also. So balance, yes, sure balance. For the arms, uh, I see a lot of problems in the um, in the mobility because people, when they lift the arms, they lift all the shoulders and and all the the trapezium part. You know, uh, the the neck. They use the neck and the shoulders, and they lift everything. And for me, this is is a problem of control. And also mobility, control of the shoulder blade and mobility of the, the, the joint of the arm with the, the shoulder blade. So this is a common problem, uh, lifting the arms and having all, all this part uh, lifting as well. And you can uh, easily work on it, working in uh, uh, shoulder blade placement and uh, the joint mobility. So you are able to use your arm and your shoulder, but in a conscious way, not just lifting as it, everything as I said, is a block, you know? Girls, when they lift the arms, it's a block. It's arm, shoulders, uh, all, all this, this, part, this part from the neck uh, to the shoulder, all uh, goes, uh, together and we need to separate these things. So this is the second one. <clears throat> in terms of in terms of hips, um, I work a lot also in the connection with and between the hips and the knee. Because people they don't understand that the hips movements, the inclination, you know, when we do, for example, hips up and down, all the movements from the hips, uh, these movements up and down, they need to be connected with the, the the knees. Because if you don't, if you don't flex, you don't bend your knee, your hips it does not have space to go down. Mm -hmm. And so these many people, when they do the, the movements, they they don't work with the knees at the same time. They, they, they stretch the knees and they want to move the hips without knee movements. So it does not it's, not, it's not possible. It goes to the sides, not up and down. 
because when you go when you want your hips go goes up and down you need a connection with the hips on the right it goes to the side it goes front and back but not up and down so this is also uh, something that I, I i work with this is more about um, awareness body awareness uh using connecting the the hips with the knee Mm-hmm. But I also work in the in the um, trends for the abdominals because we need a lot uh, of uh, abdominal uh, strength. So this is also no people they are not really using their abs to do the movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is the most most common uh, balance uh, uh, shoulders. Uh, lack of shoulder mobility and not using the abdominals and not connecting the hips with the knees. How much time per week do you think a dancer should dedicate to her functional training in order to see actual uh, results and benefits? Uh, I I did some programs and... I know that people they don't have a lot of time for this because it's, it's some something extra. And what I say is you don't need to pay, to to spend hours doing this. You just need to be uh, f- have some frequency in the in the exercise in the the practice. So if you have just ten minutes, do ten minutes, but do ten minutes three times a week. If you do one hour one day and you, the next training to be in two weeks, it not helps you. You just need 10, 15 minutes, do something regularly. And also what I say is don't try to do all, all your, fix all your problems at once. You know, if you notice that you have a problem in your shoulder and you need to to fix it and you you don't have time, you work for like two months in your shoulder, 10 minutes, three times a week, during two or three months, you work in your shoulder. And after, if you have, if you have 20 minutes and you have two problems, work in two problems, you know, you, you need to be focused in, in in one or two things if you don't have a lot of time. And the frequency of the training is really important. Two, I always say two, three, two, two, three times, a three or three times per week. Uh not don't don't really need a, a long time. Uh, 10, 15 minutes is it's enough, but you need to be focused in one problem, in solve mm-hmm. one problem. How do you incorporate functional training in your own schedule? And do you have any particular focus for yourself that you may be currently working on? Or is it just general maintenance training that you, if you're doing any for yourself right now? Right now, I, I do a lot because I, I'm I'm full-time belly dancer. So I have time. <laughs> you know? I have time to do so. I do a lot. I do two times. I go to the gym two times. I do. I lift weights, and I have a, a program for stretching, flexibility. I 
try to do almost every day, but uh, it's hard to do every day. But I I have a program to now to to improve the mobility of my hips. So I work and and my program is supposed to be five times a week. I don't do really five times a week, but I try to do three or four uh, times a week. The this this program for um, hip mobility. Uh, so yeah, now I'm doing this uh, a lot of stretch, and in parallel, since two or three months, I'm working on the rib cage lift, lift, lift uh, the rib cage, opening the rib cage. So in uh, chest, uh, chest movements, chest accent. So I noticed that uh, my chest movements are it was not exactly as I, I wanted it to to be. So since three three or four months I'm I'm working in the in this in this problem, let's say. So I work in uh, rib cage opening and close, uh, lifting, stretching, strengthening. Uh, because as I, I told it before, I choose something. You cannot fix everything <laughs> at the same time. Because we don't have time, so I, I since three or four months, I I choose to work in my chest movements, and I work on it uh, at least three times a week. I work I work uh, at least twenty twenty to thirty minutes just in the chest thing. <laughs> How to stay? motivated and disciplined to do this uh, because for many people it's a struggle in general like to add more than training on their own but at least then training it's fun and for many people doing those kind of exercises may feel boring they may understand oh it's important it's useful but it's this like lack of motivation especially because we don't usually see immediate results do you have any tips that maybe you use for your students or maybe for yourself, like how to stay motivated to actually be consistent with this kind of training? Yeah, it's, it's true uh, that it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be motivated to do this. Uh, but for me, what motivates me now is that I see results. Before... I, I I always did uh, training uh, to in the gym uh, stretching. I always did so for me it's not really hard because uh, I can say I, I like to do it. For me, it's something that I appreciate, so it's easier. But for it's hard to be motivated when to, you don't appreciate this this work. So what what I tell to my students is is really to to do no, a small a small a small period of time so they can keep it uh, for two or three times a week and especially the the idea of focus focus on one problem to solve it will motivate uh, the students because they they will see results what i what i work i work with many people now because i have um i have two programs that they are going uh, one is happening now and the other two i finished i propose six weeks program working one movement so we have the clinic of shimmy we passed six weeks 
just work one shimmy. So the girls and they is just three three times sweat. We the training is two or three times, fifteen minutes per week. And the girls once they start in the second third week, they start already seeing results. So they get really motivated to continue the 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 exercise and the in the training. So I think the idea of focus in one thing, it will keep you motivated because it's not too long, it's not every day, and you see the the results. I think the the motivations is the question of results. Mm. When you when you have results, you you'll be motivated because you see that your effort is is for is for something. You are not just doing, I'm doing this exercise because I need to do. No, you are doing this exercise because it will give you something. It will help you to dance better, to be more confident and to be free to think about interpretation, a connection with the public, other things and not your technique. Because I always say the technique is, is, a, is a way is the technique is 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 just the, something that uh, you need to to dance and to exchange with the public and to feel the music and to uh, enjoy your moment in on the stage you need the technique but when you are on stage you cannot think you should not think about technique so so this is just something that needs needs to be done, and I think the if you see results, you 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 can keep your your motivation. I think also narrowing your focus on just one or two problems, although it may feel like oh, but I have so much to to fix and to improve, and you're telling me like just to focus on one or two, it's not efficient. But at the same time. It even gives you the idea of what to look for or what to look at. Because when we try to do everything, it kind of dissolves attention. But if you focus on like, okay, I want to improve mobility, let's say mobility in my shoulder, then you even know what kind of results to look forward or to analyze. Otherwise, it's kind of about everything and about nothing at the end. And then you don't know... You don't see any drastic improvements. You don't become superstar professional dancer in like one, two weeks of uh, usually. And then you don't see any improvements because you don't even know where to look for those improvements. But focusing and narrowing like, okay, now I want to focus on just this one or at most two things, at least gives you the center of attention, what to look at. So that's very, very interesting tip. Um I want a little bit to shift our focus because I know this is one of the, your passion topics and we can talk for hours and hours and hours ago. Uh, yes, yeah. sure. <laughs> but I, I can't, like, I just want to ask a couple other questions unrelated before, you know, like we slowly, <laughs> but slowly come into the end, uh, not to take too much of your time today, but I want to ask completely different topic. When you, you had a shift, you moved from Brazil at some point to France. You change the country. Where were you in a dance journey at that moment? 
And how was that shift from one country to another from your perspective of your dance activities? Uh, okay, so yeah, I you try to be uh, to make the the story short. No worries at all. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't not move directly to France. I moved to to Portugal after I moved to Egypt after I moved to New Zealand after I came back to Portugal and after I moved to France. Mm-hmm. Just give you a little bit like you, you know. So it it it, it was a long journey, but when I moved so to from Brazil to Portugal, it was to when I, it was when I finished my university, I moved to Portugal to do my master degree in physiotherapy. So it was uh, I was teaching. It was uh, just started teaching in uh, in Brazil, and I was dancing with, with my friends. But I was not really professional, you know. I was concentrating in in the university and doing my master degree. So I moved to Portugal to do it. And in Portugal, in the beginning, I was not dancing for a while. And my friend, she came, the, the, the friend, the best friend, she came to Portugal. And she came to Portugal and, I said, and she said to me, you are not dancing. And she said, no, I have no time. I'm doing my master's degree. No problem. <laughs> you find something. And she found uh, some restaurants so we can dance. So I start again. I started again dancing and she starts, uh, you know, she passed one month with me and we start, uh, we started again uh, in the dance thing. And uh, I did class. No, I was, I did some, I started doing uh, workshops because there was not really, uh, there was not a, a regular class that I could attend. So I, I was doing just workshops and I started dancing because my friend, she came in and she found the restaurants for us to dance. She left and I, I, and I continued dancing. And after, uh, yeah, and after I, I, I met some Portuguese girls and they wanted to form a group, other friends. And they formed a group. So they, we formed a group in 2006. We formed a, a group. Uh, we were eight uh, dancers, same professional, professional. And we started dancing, dancing together. And I and I started uh, teaching as well. So when I when I arrived, I was not in the belly dance uh, thing. I was in my master degree. But my my friend put in the, me in the mood, so I started doing workshops, or, um, meeting the dance local dancers, and uh, we everything started again. I started teaching and dancing with, with a group. Okay, your current group in France, because you have the whole troupe, not only students and schools, but you have a troupe that you put together theater stages. Was it also informed because of your friend? <laughs> no, no. It, it 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 started in Brazil with my friends, and after in the in Portugal they were also in in Portugal they were not my friends. They, I did an audition to, mm-hmm. to get this group, 
But uh, after the, all these girls, they became my friends and, and some they still my friends. Uh, and when I worked in this group, I, I, I really understood that uh, I liked this work, working in group. And in, as we were semi-professional profession, uh, I started doing creating choreographies for the group as well. Not I was not uh, only dancer as before. In Portugal, I started creating choreographies as well and creating costumes as well. So I really enjoyed and I thought that uh, it could be something nice to continue. And I, I, I had in my mind that one day I would have my own group and I, I would create choreographies because in Portugal we made a lot of shows in the theater as well. And uh, I said to myself, one day I will have my group I uh, you be the choreographer, the artistic director. I uh, you make uh, shows and all made by myself. So when I I start, I arrived in France. Uh, I I create some. I open some classes and uh, after I don't remember how how long, but I worked before. I worked. Uh, I opened some classes, and after I I had some students that they were quite good. So I said to them, "Do you are you interested in working with me, like as a group?" <laughs> and I created my own my own group in 2015. Wow! Yeah, because uh, I know uh, you have a very special group, and uh, your latest production, uh, *Metamorphosis*, was in 2022, which is basically post-pandemic production, and it was a big production. How easy or difficult was it to work on a big theater production pretty much right after pandemic? And I'm asking from both creative point of view of working with dancers as a group of dancers, but also marketing and promotion for audience to, to come to the show. How was your experience about that? So metamorphosis was born in the pandemic time, in the in the beginning of lockdown, because we started to I had already my group, and we started to doing uh, we starting we started the classes in online, you know we start training online and. It was something different. They they was not they were not used to it. It was kind of difficult, and I did all my best to keep them motivated. And in this um, and this intention of keep them motivated, I said to them, "Do you want to do a show?" But a really, really, really deep show it's a, it's an idea that i i have since a long time is to, to tell all the story uh from the oriental dance you know with just some po some points from the history since uh, let's say gawa's time just getting some points because uh, there was gawa's there was golden era and after mahmoud reda and I started dancing in this time, you know, so 
I saw a lot of the evolution. I didn't see the evolution before 1995. But after this, I had I had uh, thirty years of experience see, seeing, watching the evolution of the dance. So I had this idea, and I, I talked with them, and they said yes. So we started the choreographies of Metamorphosis online. All the research, uh, the historical, because we did a lot of uh, historical research, we started it all in the in the lockdown. In, the, in 2020, in the pandemic time. So when the, the, the lockdown and the COVID story finished, we had already the show uh, almost ready. Mm -hmm. So we, from, from there, so 2000, end of 2001, so from there we start again to work uh, in person and and training and we start advertising and everything but all the, the hard work it was uh what was made and during the lockdown but mm. online that's quite an interesting approach and was it a lot of creative input from participants or was it uh, the choreographies that you were doing and trying to teach them online and uh Many of the choreographers, they are not solo. It was a group choreography. So how to manage to create, teach, and put together, if you're talking about online process of creating the show? Uh, I did all the choreographies were made by, by myself. So I did all the choreographies. Uh, and... Uh, I, I I taught them uh, online the the choreographies. They learned the choreographies online, not all because uh, it took more time to to teach these choreographies online than in person, of course. Mm -hmm. So some choreographies they they learn after, but uh, at least three or four choreographies they le they learn it online. And after I did uh, I did corrections uh, online. It, once they learned, they sent me videos for correction, corrections. Uh, after I sent the corrections, and I for for the placement many times I did with you know some uh, toys, you know kids toys. Uh, I put them in in the room, and I said, "You were this one. You were this one. You were this one." So I I recorded the placement. I said I put all the you know, the toys. And I said, we start like this. After you go there, you go there, you go there. And I recorded the placements. Wow. So they had a red in a, 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 they had an idea of the positions and the, when they should do the transitions. Of course, these we did to, to make in, in presidential, to, to fix everything. But they had already an idea of the placements uh, online with wow. my, my crazy I thought I thought maybe you just uh, put like you know you taught the skeleton of choreographies, but then all transitions and everything you left for afterwards when you meet in person. But here you're telling you were also teaching even transitions in online format. That's that's quite crazy, <laughs> good crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, I try. I tried to show them so they could have an idea of uh, of the placements before, because we we had not a lot of time <laughs> to practice in person, and there was so many choreographs. Most of the girls they were doing eight choreographies in the show. Mm, wow! Yeah, what, they 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 had to learn it before. <laughs> Are you planning to put this show uh, again on stage anytime soon, or are you already planning the next program? <laughs> uh, no, I'm. Not, I, I in the beginning we 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 were thinking about doing it again, but uh, you know the girls they change each year. The, in September we start the year. The girls they change. So uh, I don't have the same girls and teaching everything to the new girls. It will be too hard because it will be boring for the ones that know they know already. And you to take a lot of time to teach it for the new ones. So we live, we is in standby the, 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 the show. And I, I'm not, I'm not program doing, uh, not, I don't have an idea of doing a, a new one because it, it was really hard. It was hard. And when you think, you know, that we don't have any help, uh, even from the community preparing a, a show that takes you two years to prepare and a lot of in uh, money investments and time investment just for one session is 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 a lot of is a lot of work and and, and for now I, I prefer to concentrate in in another projects because I have another many projects <laughs> I have always many projects this is the problem. So it was great. This this show is 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 really is really sad that we cannot do it again. Maybe we will be able to do it again because it was there was a kind of mix with theater as well. There was two histories in parallel with some one lady that do some like a theater uh, part. So it was really, really nice, but a lot of work. And for now, it is it, we leave it in the box. I understand. Well, I totally understand it. It's, uh, I think, a struggle of all organizers, whatever it is, concert or festival or event, like at the end, they all say, like, I'm not going to do it again anymore. And then time <laughs> passes, and then it goes back on a circle, at least for sometimes. So it's, uh, it's a natural thing that sometimes you just want to sort of rest and focus on other things. But... I'm pretty sure at some point your choreography um, itching will come back, let's say, <laughs> putting everything, something on stage again. So looking forward to that. Um, and before I ask you our final question, I would like to ask you, can you please share with our listeners where they can follow you, where they can find out more about your projects, uh, current, upcoming, about your classes, about your training options with you. And if you have any projects or any announcements that you would like to share with us, uh, we are eager to hear it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. To find me, I, I'm really I'm pretty active in uh, Instagram. So I have my page Belly Dance 
Hayal, that is my page where I put to tutorials and dance, my dance shows, dance practicing. Uh, and I have another page now that is belly dance, tu belly dance tutorials by Hayao that I focus only in my tutorials that I do uh, frequently. I have Facebook that's uh, Hayal Dance Oriental, Oriental in, in French, Dance Oriental in French. I have my website that is uh, www.orientaldance.com, Oriental Dance in, in French. Uh, yeah, this is where I put all my information. For now, all my programs are in French, but uh, one of my projects is propose it all in English, so I can I can reach more people. So actually, I have it. I have this uh, the clinic of Shimi. So it's a six weeks program to improve the Shimi. I have now, it's happening now, the clinic of arms. So six, also six weeks to improve the arms, um, arms, arms movement. And in the foot, the future, I wanted to, to do, um, a formation, like, uh, yeah, a formation, we can say, uh, to teach uh, anatomy and analysis of movement for belly dance teachers. Wow, so, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, I have a project. With, I, I'm already, I teach in the EILs program. EIL shares a formation, one week uh, formation for teachers. Teachers, And I give the, the part of uh, anatomy, analysis of the movement, um, and preparation for, for dance, like uh, warming up in cool down. So I'm working already with this, but I I like like to to go more deep, go deeper, and and this for for the professional professional teachers, because I think is 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 what people know now right now, in, especially in Europe, is not is not enough. Is not enough to to be a really really good teacher, you know. Uh, I know there is also the methodology, methodology and the ways of teaching is also important. I had this in the university, so I studied this, and I know this is important and uh, it's also missing. But as I I'm I'm always focusing one thing, and the one thing I want to focus with is really give some more knowledge for the teachers in terms of uh, how the body works in how it moves, what are the, the movements of the joints, uh, which muscles uh, are responsible for the movements. And so they be more prepared to, to teach. So this is one big project that I want to, to put, to, uh, to put, um, Online, it will be online, but for now I, I, I'm still working and I don't know if I do it in French or in English. In English, I think in English it will be too difficult for me because it's a complicated subject. Um, and that's it. So this, these are, these are the projects. Uh, I, 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 I also will do an event 
uh, dance event, not a festival, but I, I really like to would like to invite someone to come to my city to to make a, a weekend of uh, workshops with uh, a, a show, something easier than the, the Metamorphosis show. But I am also planning some events uh, for next year. Wow, sounds very exciting and very interesting and looking forward to, to seeing uh, uh, projects in both French and English, hopefully, <laughs> even <laughs> if it's a longer time, but uh, looking forward to it. And I will definitely add all links to the show notes of this episode for, for all our listeners. It's easy to uh, connect with our guests, connect with you and follow your activities and your announcements uh, for the future events, uh, projects, uh, classes, lectures, and um, all other programs. Um, and I would love to summarize our today's conversation uh, with, first of all, thank you for sharing your experience and your approach and uh, it was very cool and interesting to dive in that especially on the topic of functional training for ballet dancers it's such an important one and it was interesting to hear your perspective from both professional dancer and professional fitness experts so thank you so much for sharing it and um, I would like to summarize our conversation with a question which I ask every time at the end of the episode, regardless of what we talked throughout our interview. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years? Uh, for me, it's the music. Is the is the it started is the music and the and the and the movement. We started with the the challenge movements. So I still thinking that belly dance is really hard. is is really hard as a discipline, and I love it because I I want I like challenge. So, but the music is is something that uh, touched me a lot. So, and keeps me connected with this dance. The, the music is, is really important. So it's both the, the challenge because I know even if I'm dancing from 25, 26 years old, I still uh, uh, having uh, challenges, things that I can improve. So it's, I say it's, it's the never ending, never ending story, the, the belly dance, because you can always improve not only technically but you can improve in in your uh, musicality you can improve your expression uh, your exchange with the public and now of course i work more in this that in i work in technique as well but i work a lot also in, in the musicality expression and other things so there is always something to work <laughs> to work on in, in the ballet dance um, in the ballet dance uh, discipline so yeah the, is the, is the general challenge and the music this episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests.
Until next time, keep shimmering and keep dancing.